Hey guys, it's Brittany. If you are new to The Nod, welcome to the show. We're really glad to have you. Uh, I recommend going back into our catalog and listening to a few of our older episodes. I would definitely recommend two up front. Number one, we have an episode called I Want That Purple Stuff. If you like grape soda and if you miss reruns of Bill Nye the Science Guy, I definitely think that one is for you. And also, if you're into YouTube and sexperts and um, embarrassing stories about Eric and I as teenagers, I highly recommend Hunter Green Thong. It's our very first episode. And if you want even more from The Nod, we will continue to put goodies in your inbox in our weekly newsletter. If you're not subscribed to the newsletter, you need to subscribe to the newsletter. And if you want to do that, you can find out how to do it at gimletmedia.com slash newsletter. Okay, so today, our bonus episode this week is a story about a trip that Eric and I took to New Orleans very recently. And um, that's all I'm going to say about that. Pretty much what happens in New Orleans stays in New Orleans unless you're us. So hopefully you guys enjoy this story. And uh, I will be back next week with something brand new to share. (sighs) Eric and I want to tell you guys a story. Eric and I were in New Orleans in August for NABJ, which for those of you who don't know, is the National Association of Black Journalists. Okay. And this year... It was in New Orleans. New Orleans has always had a dear place in my heart. Mm -hmm. And this was your first time in New Orleans. Oh, my God. It was my first time. Not only that, I had just seen Girls Trip, (laughs) the epic future Oscar-nominated film, Girls Trip, that was about college besties in New Orleans for Essence Fest, yeah. you know, a conference, essentially a conference for black women. And they have this epic time. Like, like I felt a lot of parallels. I kept saying that this was going to be our girl's trip. I mean, I know, thing, I know crazy things are possible in New Orleans, but I did not foresee anything wild for us. When we got on the plane, <laughs> this guy behind it, it's, it's, mind you, it's six o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. And this guy like stands up and it's like... So he said, time to turn up, baby. Oh, right. <laughs> That's what he said. Time to turn He was like, yeah, it gets, gets wild out in New Orleans. Oh, my God. This man did not <laughs> shut up. He was like, girls down there are wild. Last time I went to NABJ in New Orleans, I was like, dude, everybody here is here for this professional conference. Does your company know that you are talking this wild on a Delta flight? Even when I first got... We, we first got there that morning... I texted a friend of ours from college, my, our friend Keith. And he he sent us, like, the address to this one restaurant. Yeah. Yeah, so we go to this restaurant, and we started drinking probably about 7.30. Yeah. I think we each had, like, two frosés, maybe. Yeah. And we were sitting around, and we are like, I guess, like... Should we do another thing? Yeah, like, maybe we could do another thing. We're like, uh, in my mind, I was, like, throwing that out there, but I was like, really, I'm trying to go home and go to sleep. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was basically what was going to happen. It's that, you know, I mean, that's a normal thing that happens. You're like, you're out. You're like, eh, should we go do anything? Yeah, and uh, nobody means it. Everyone's like, I really want to go home, but I want to seem like I'm not giving up early. But we ended up not giving up early. Keith was like, yeah, let's go do one more thing. He was like, I'll take y'all another bar. We're like, you know what? One other bar, we can do that. And then he takes us to this part of New Orleans called the Marigny. Yes. Marigny is... Awesome. It is popping. It's just popping. There's like a bar on every single corner. So we go to this other bar and like I couldn't I couldn't put my finger on the vibe when I got in there. It was you, odd. Yeah, it was like a very chill space and but it was full of older white people. And I was like, I 
feel very comfortable here. What is this place? And then Keith was like, oh, this is an older person's gay bar. And yeah. I was like, now I understand why there are a lot of older white men in here. So at this point, sitting in the bar, we, like, one, we noticed on the sign that they were selling dollar shots. We were like, hey, we should have those dollar shots. They're a dollar. Oh Why God. not? And they had some terrible name. Like, I, they had some combination of something in them that I was like, this don't make no sense. It was like, it was like the title was like Fruit Cherry Limeade or yeah. something like that. And then on top of that, Key says, we should also have champagne. So <sighs> y'all had champagne. <sighs> I had like straight whiskey. And then, and then, and then something happened that I haven't, I still haven't quite been able to explain. So, you know, me, Keith, and Eric are sitting there three black people and in the toward the back of the bar they had more of like a, a dance floor all of a sudden like it was like there was like a signal like a bat signal went yeah. out. i heard like a couple twangs of guitar and it was like a bat signal went out and every older white lady in the room got on the dance floor and they started doing this hustle and there was body rolls involved yeah there were intricate steps there were intricate steps but like the song that was playing is what got me like the song was like It was confusing. It was, well, it was a hustle I had never seen before or heard of before. And I should say this, I have been to the country western bar before. I've been to the gay country western bar before. I, I, I fucks with a country music line dance. I don't know if there's like secret meetings that older white women are having. Yeah. I don't know. I have no clue if they're we don't teaching get each invited. other these. Well, I, we don't get invited. That's true. <laughs> I don't know who's teaching these. I don't know who's coming up with them. So at that point, we we were probably like functionally drunk. I was drunk. And then we left. We did leave. <laughs> and so we go across the street to to Hi-Ho. And at Hi-ho that point. was fucking lit. We were, we were, we were, it was, it was rough. I get in there and the thing that many people don't know this about me. I'm a secret dancer. Oh my god. I don't I don't generally like to dance. But if I after if, after enough drinks and if the like mood is right, I will dance and then I don't care how I look. I would just give my all to the dance floor. Mm-mm. See, the thing that you the part that you left out is that Eric likes to dance nasty, okay? <sighs> And Eric, so I look over. I'm enjoying myself. I'm dancing. Me and Keith are dancing. We're having a good time. I think they played like Aaliyah. They were doing. It was they, were, good. they were jamming. I turn around and Eric is like doing Jodeci moves by himself, <laughs> like you thought you were in a shy video. I was so embarrassed. So then we're there for a minute, and Keith was like, "Ooh, y'all want to do karaoke?" <laughs> we're like, "Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go do some karaoke." So we go. We hop across the street. We go to karaoke bar. And so automatically my brain is like, mm, I'm assessing your level of drunkenness. Let's go with Umbrella by Rihanna. So the issue is, is that I've sung this song a lot of karaoke. Most places outside of New Orleans, when Jay-Z raps at the beginning, yeah. before Rihanna starts singing, they put the lyrics up on the screen. And this time they didn't. And like... That didn't deter you. That didn't stop me. <laughs> I started freestyling. Breedy started freestyling and it, it caught me off guard. I was just like, oh... Wait, this is different. <laughs> These are this is not the way I'm used to I'm hearing not this song. I'm somebody in the cipher. I'm not in the cipher either. Like it's not like me just to be like, let me hit you. Mm, let me hit you with the hot sixteen. That's not. My, I'm not the person who's doing that. And it wasn't just like two bars. It was literally like sixteen bars. It was a burst. 
And I was just like, oh shit, okay, wow. Is the liquor doing that to me? She put that lady also makes a lot of money and I gotta respect that. And then you go into singing the song, and then these people walked up on stage yeah. with you. And so I got mad when that happened. You were trying to like, sh like, shoo them off the stage. Yeah, I was like, get off. Like, this is my time. So, but then I was like, well, I need to be up on stage. Right. So then what Eric did is Eric's taking a video of this the whole time. You handed the, your phone to somebody else. I don't know who. And you were like, I got to get up on stage. You actually didn't help get anybody I, else off the stage. You just started singing and dancing, dancing by yourself, yeah. like doing your own shit. And I was like, you need to get off stage too. But then I finished my song and overall it was successful. And then it was Eric's turn. I'm a secret fan of uh, Arena Rock. Like, I really like Queen. And one of the songs that I really like that they, I feel like they perform really well is Fat Bottom Girls, right? Mm -hmm. Classic queen song love that song the thing that i never realized especially when choosing this as a karaoke song is it actually takes some vocal talent to actually like deliver that song i have no vocal talent at all so mm -hmm. and i also for some reason could not like get in sync with the words like it was just like i was in i felt like i was a little bit in the sunken place mm. and then you you and keith came up yes and they like quickly like led me through the rest of Fat Bottom Girls. It was it was a great experience. Well, because you know I know the words to that song like by heart. I did not know that. So we get down and like we're at this point we're hungry. It was like five o'clock in the morning. Right, and so so we're like oh you know what like like we're like Keith we're kind of hungry and he was like no problem. So we walk up the street like another couple blocks. And we arrive at this place. It looks like a gas station store with no gas. Nicer than a bodega. Yeah. Not quite as nice as, as a Seven Eleven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get in. Mm -hmm. And it's just, on one side, it's like normal, for the most part, it's just like normal convenience store. Mm -hmm. And then in the back, there's this like, like nondescript food deli window. Mm -hmm. And we walk up to it and there is, in front of us, it's like fried chicken. Oh my God. Fried fish. <gasps> and biscuits. Biscuits. Some of the fattest biscuits I've ever seen in my life. It was beautiful. And that was it. That chicken. That chicken. Like, I, I don't even understand. If you ask me who makes the best fried chicken, I'm going to say my mom, Popeye's. But this chicken. Wow. That chicken had me so emotionally, spiritually fucked up. It was like, it was such a, it, it felt like a luxurious experience. It was. It was a it nice was, cap. It was. It was a perfect cap to the night. You want to know something, Eric? What? You talked about me when I said that this trip... To New Orleans was going to be our girls' trip. I did. I did not think that was going to happen. But. But it did. But it did. You were right. I don't say that often. There you go. There it is. Girls' trip 2017. We're going to be in the sequel. <laughs> it's, me, it's me, you, and Keith. <laughs>